Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello, Rebels. Welcome back to another episode. So excited to chat with you. And for those of you that communicated with me when we were doing market research for season four, we got some amazing, amazing feedback. So the second thing that we heard from you that you are struggling with in your online business is knowing who your ideal clients are. So I want you to get out a pen and paper right now because I'm going to give you the four things that you need to know and also breaking them down for you. So go get that pen and paper. Maybe you're going to type it out. Maybe you're going to put it into your phone notes, whatever it is. So number one, you need to know what type of business they have. Number two, what type of characteristics do you look for in a partnership? Number three, how much profit? And number four, how to reach out to them. So all these things are going to help you attract your ideal clients. So let's dig into number one. Now you guys know finding your niche and knowing what type of business that they have is going to be key. That's going to keep you from being, you know, that busy body to actually being productive. You're going to be intentional with who you reach out to. Now, this kind of ties into number two, which is what type of characteristics. Because if you are working with online mindset coaches and they're needing a specific skill set from you, and like we've talked about before in previous episodes, if someone that has an online business and maybe they're not within the same niche, maybe they're not any type of mindset coach, maybe it's a marketing coach, but they do meet the other criteria of what types of characteristics they're willing to pay you your rate, that actually makes them an ideal client. But here's the kicker. When you are putting out content, you need to be talking to your ideal client. So the vast majority of people you're going to be attracting, right, if you've done the FPGs with your market research, even though you're putting out content that's going to be talking to your ideal client, which is mindset coaches in this example, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to connect maybe with a, a marketing coach. And that's where it's so important that you are your best authentic self, right? Because people are going to want to work with you for other reasons. So for me, for example, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I only work with moms that want to be virtual assistants because that's not true. But because I'm also a mom, that's one of my characteristics of who I am. That's the vast majority of people that we attract. But that doesn't mean, like even yesterday, we signed up someone who's in her early 20s. She has no children, but she still vibes with me, right? She's still an ideal client for me because she meets my other criteria, the other characteristics. She's highly motivated. She was able to actually pay in full, which, okay, that is not, obviously we have payment options and things like that, right? But she wasn't like, hey, I have no money to invest or I'm not willing to invest any money, right? That's not going to be my ideal client because as you guys know, Rock Salt Academy is a high ticket investment. So when you are actively trying to attract your ideal client, you need to know who you are talking with. So 
what type of business. That is tip number one. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. Tip number two is what type of characteristics. So for me as a virtual assistant, I loved working with fitness coaches because they were highly motivated, right? You guys know it takes a lot of discipline to obviously stay in shape, right? To get up maybe early every morning and work out or just get a workout in every single day, maybe to track your macros or what you're eating, get to be very self-disciplined, say, no, I don't want to eat that. You know, if, if someone's offering you, I don't know, a piece of cake, whatnot. So for me, that made a lot of sense of who I want to work with. I cannot work with people that are full of excuses. I would say that's probably one of my my biggest pet peeves as a coach. I am very understanding, right, of like I know shit happens, but I cannot sit in self-pity with someone, right? Another characteristic is working through those mindset blocks. I need someone that may not know what that looks like, but being open to learning and trusting the process, trusting me. So someone that's motivated, someone that has an open mind, someone that is willing to learn, to listen to me, and that is coachable, okay? Or when I was a virtual assistant, someone that trusted me with the processes that I wanted to implement in their business. So I want you right now on that piece of paper or in your notes, wherever you're taking notes right now on this podcast, and really write down, um, look at your relationships, right? Look at your relationships that are good. So if you have a really great relationship with your mom, your dad, your significant other, maybe a business partner in the past, maybe you've already got one or two clients in a virtual assistant business, I want you to write down the things that you love about those relationships and the things that you struggle with. That is going to really help you not only attract your ideal client, but also to insert that into your content. So you guys know if you look at my content, I talk about, you know, women that are willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, get their VA business up and going because that's what I did, right? I never gave up. I continued to be open to learning. I trusted my coach, different things like that. So I actually insert into my content the characteristics that I am looking for when it comes to bringing on new clients in my virtual assistant coaching business. So that is number two. What type of characteristics are you looking for? Now, tip number three, how much profit are you wanting to make or how much is your idle client willing to pay? So this is something that can be very tricky and why one-on-one coaching is so great and so helpful. So that way you can look into all these different things, but I'm going to be breaking them down for you right now. So if you are hearing continuously on calls, like let's just pretend for example's sake, you're a brand new virtual assistant, which by the way, that doesn't matter. You can still get clients, but you're a brand new virtual assistant. You haven't really established your skill set or, you know, have that confidence in it. And you are charging $100 an hour and you keep getting told, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. It doesn't necessarily mean they can't afford it, but it means that maybe they don't see the value in what you're offering. And so that's something, obviously, right, with a high-ticket coaching investment program that I have with Roxell Academy, I hear I can't afford that all the, all the time. But I ask them on my coach consults, now, do you feel confident that RSA can get you to consistent 4K months or 5K months or out of your 9 to 5 in 12 weeks, whatever their goal is? 
And I've always heard yes. I remember one time I did have someone say, mm, I think so. But the majority of the time I hear yes. Okay. So that is one great thing that you can do to actually look and see, okay, am I charging too much or am I not establishing the amount of value that they're going to be able to get in this program? So maybe I'm not marketing it correctly or maybe you're not charging enough, right? So again, that's where having a coach there with you to break that down is going to be key. But I want you guys to think about with your ideal clients, right? So again, let's use the mindset coach for an example. If you're wanting to work with mindset coaches and the ones you're reaching out to, they don't even have their first client yet in their coaching business, they're not going to be ideal, right? So again, that falls into a characteristic of they need to be established enough in their business so that way they can afford you. And that's something that we teach in Rockstar Academy as well, too, of like, okay, looking at this account or by the conversation, or this is what you need to ask in order to, you know, better understand where they're at in their business. So if they're a brand new mindset coach, they haven't landed their first client yet. They are not in a place where they should be investing in a virtual assistant. And even if they do say, oh, yeah, I want to hire you and, and pay you $30 an hour to be my virtual assistant, I really strongly advise against that because you're going to fall into then into a coaching role versus a VA role. Your job as a virtual assistant is just to go get those tasks completed. This is something that I see a lot of virtual assistants struggle with because they're, you know, and again, too, it's it's a good thing because it means that you're compassionate. Maybe you're an empathetic person. That's me as well, too. But one thing I hear all the time is, well, you know, when I get on a coach consult, well, I've gotten one client. Oh, awesome. You know, how much are they paying you? How many hours? Well, it's just for three hours a month for $15 an hour. And I go and ask them, obviously, why would you take someone on at that low? Like $45 a month is not going to pay your bills, right? That's maybe a nice dinner out, maybe, right? And they're like, well, she's a new online business owner and she just, she doesn't have the money, but it's really promising because once she, you know, gets more clients, then she's going to um, hire me on full time or, or then get me on my smallest package for 20 hours a month or yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I hate to break it to you, but that is not an ideal client. It, it's not, that's not even worth your time. And that's awesome that they eventually want to hire a virtual assistant, you know, down the road. But if they can only afford you for $45 an hour, they clearly cannot afford a coach. And that's what they need right now, right? I promise you, if they have mindset blocks about investing in their own coaching business, number one, they're never going to be able to get someone to invest in them because they're not even confident enough to invest in their own business, right? Number two, they need to work through those money mindset blocks and they're just not going to be ideal. And here's the thing too, the people that usually, and there's a meme, I can't think of the verbiage on it, but there's a meme out there that I try and share every time I see it where it says the people that negotiate your business prices are usually the biggest pains in the asses, where other people where they're like, oh, $2,000 uh, for, I don't know, whatever to get my website up or whatever it is. Oh, no worries. And they pay you. And those are usually the most laid back people. Okay. And actually, it's so funny. My fiance sees that all the time in his landscape business as well, too. The people that, you know, are like, well, I don't know you know, maybe just a couple, like, let's just do this little project here. And, you know, the ones that are just really, really holding on to their money really tightly 
are usually the biggest pains in the asses. And I can say that for my virtual assistant business as well too. Oh my gosh, guys, it's so embarrassing to even admit to you, but I was fully booked out of my virtual assistant business and I lost a couple of clients. I was trying to like kind of, you know, build it back up. And there was this woman who I should have known from the discovery call. She like talked down to me of like, oh, that's so sweet. You're a mom and you're trying to get a VA business going. Like, oh, that's just so odd. Like that was her tone as well too, guys. Like talking down to me. She was in her like early 40s, no kids, which is great for her. But her only focus was her business. I should have known from the beginning. Then she only wanted me for like eight hours a month or something. And I think it was like $2.45 a month for her, okay? My smallest package at that point was $700 a month. Not even worth my time. But again, I took it on because I was in a place of scarcity. I worked with her for 10 days before I fired her because she was, even though like I had, you know, built a freaking a la carte package for her. She was the rudest, most biggest pain in my effing ass that I've ever had. And a week and a half in, I was like, this is not working out. Like my mental health, I didn't tell her that part, was just strong. I was like, I, I got to get rid of you. And we just parted ways. It was not even worth it. So I promise you, even though it may be scary to even turn down, you know, 50 bucks a month or like me, 245 bucks a month, I promise you, that eight hours for a month would have been much better spent looking for an ideal client, all right? I promise you. Now, that was tip number three. How much profit are you wanting to make? How much is your ideal client willing to pay you? And number four, how to reach out to them. So this kind of ties back into what we were talking about last week with Amy Hager about what kind of content you should be putting out there. So I want you guys to go do that twiz. If you haven't already, that's one really great way. Another great way too, and it kind of ties into that mindset, um, is figure out your human design. I'm actually, that's actually who's going to be talking with this next week on a podcast, a little teaser, Adina Kroll. She's a human design coach. And that was something that really, really helped me figure out the way that I can best build rapport with my audience. So I'm a projector, but... I'm not like your usual projector. Like there's different centers and things like that as well too. So um, after talking with her, which I already knew, because you guys know I also worked with Kylie Nell, who is a human design coach. And that's where I got the name Rebel Energy, right? Because I do have that Rebel Energy. But for me, I'm meant to use my voice, whether that's through writing or, you know, right here on the podcast, lives, all that, that. I have an open throat. It's one of the centers that I have. So for me, verbally processing everything and conveying my message through my voice is the best way for me. So, and I just found that out a couple of days ago after I recorded the podcast with Adina and I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like, I'm glad that I have a podcast, right? She's like, yes, you need to keep doing your podcast because that's what's best for you with your human design reading. But also I'm putting out content, which again, I knew this from working with Kylie Nell and looking at my human design chart it's also best for me to do inspirational posts. So even earlier this week, I had an RSA client say, oh my gosh, after the RSA, I do like a monthly Q&A with my RSA client so I can still work with them, get to know them. They still get to work with me in the program, et cetera. And she was like, we just love, love your energy. And I hear that all the time. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, but again, that's one of my, from a human design of like how I was, made. 
how I was born. Those are the gifts that God gave me. And so that's what I love about human design. And you don't even have to spend, you know, thousands of dollars or anything. You can literally just go online to the website, which we're going to have that website link for you after next week's uh, podcast episode drops. So definitely go do that and just get to know yourself a little bit better. It should be able to tell you on there, like, the best way to reach out to your idol client, all that good stuff as well. So it is huge to know how you were made, how you best operate. And you guys know I'm a huge believer in self-development to continue to learn and grow, especially as a business owner. So I really, really urge you to go and do that as well too. So these are my four tips to reiterate. What type of business, what type of characteristics, how much profit are you wanting to make, and how to reach out to your IDO clients. All those four ingredients are going to give you the best, most amazing IDO client. So thank you so much, Rebels, for hopping onto this episode. It's great to be able to give you guys all of these amazing tips, and I cannot wait to hear about who your IDO client is moving forward. So until next time, Rebels. I hope that you enjoyed today's show, and if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.